Okay, so this is episode number seven. Um, I'm going to be talking about leftist collectivism and its uh, influence on policing. Okay, so first of all, let me say uh, I hadn't intended to go this direction. Um, I'm talk- I've been talking to people that have been listening to the podcast, and I'm getting some feedback, and by far the most requested thing, the, the, the issue that people want me to take on is just wrong-headed, idiotic, domestic violence policy and the feminist activism that's driving it, and I'm hard at work on that. It's a... It's a it's a it's a tough issue. There's a lot to it. I'm probably going to do a series of four or five episodes just getting into the overlapping issues there. But anyway, um, early yesterday, I was I think I was washing dishes and uh, I had YouTube going in the background. So I played a YouTube clip. Then I get busy, you know, um, uh, distracted doing other stuff, and it starts auto selecting and playing and playing videos. And uh, I, I heard Tucker Carlson in the background, and I, and, and I knew he was talking about Eric Garcetti, who's the mayor of L.A., and I caught something in the background. I'm like, there's no way I just heard what I just heard. So I, I dropped what I was doing. I went back over to the TV, and I backed up the clip. And, yeah, sure enough, it was Tucker Carlson, and uh, you know who's on Fox News. He has his own show. And he was talking about, as he, as he often does, about how the Democratic supermajority in California is running the state into the ground and horribly mismanaging it. And if these people were, you know, in the private sector, they would have been fired last week. And about how, you know, to get reelected, all they have to do is is spout out a couple of stupid platitudes and get votes from low information voters and virtue signal and all that kind of stuff. And then he's talking about how mediocre and stupid Garcetti is, which seems to be true. I mean, maybe the guy has its moments, but based on the stuff that I've seen, he's he's an idiot. He says a lot of stupid things publicly. But the video that I saw was the most just 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 naked and black and white and distilled down um, example of leftist collectivism, just taken to a stupid, bizarro extreme. Okay, so he he plays this clip where Garcetti is actually doing a press conference. Okay, he's talking directly to the media with microphones and cameras. And Garcetti says something like, when I talked about killers, I said our collective, our collective burden here in this society is that we let black men and women die. I pointed at myself, we collectively have a choice of whether we will be those who heal or whether we will continue being the killers. And I was like, what? I was like, there's no way he just said that. So, so I backed it up and I, I played it and I listened to it again. And then I listened to it again. And I'm like, that guy just said that out loud. He just said it publicly. He just said it in a goddamn press conference. So let me let, let me get into what he's talking about here. Okay. Um Something that's becoming more apparent in the last, I don't know, four or five years is a split between the political right and the political left. Okay, the left is, especially in California, is committing to this collectivism. Okay, when I say collectivism, they're going to fractionate everybody into their identity groups. Okay, there's white overprivileged people, there's black oppressed people, there's people of color, there's LGBT folks, there's trans people, there's there's this and that and the other. And uh, any inequality along those identity lines is unacceptable. 
So they're reducing everything down to power dynamics between your different identities, okay? So in this case, what he's talking about is the mortality rate and the homicide rate among black people, specifically black men, okay? Um, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but, you know, if they're between 6 and 7% of the population, and then you reduce that number by age, okay, and you end up with something like between 2 and 3% of the population, and this is a conservative number, they're responsible, that 2 or 3% is responsible for like 40% of the, the homicides and the robberies and the gun crime. And that 40% is a, is a conservative number. That number is actually closer to 45, but just for the sake of argument and, and you know, streamlining this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give up, I'm going to seed some ground and go with 40, okay? So what he's saying is that we are the murderers. When he says we, he means white overprivileged people. He means, he means the rest of California, okay? So collectively, we have a choice of whether we will be the, those who heal or we will be, continue being the killers, so you got, we have these guys with, you know, and, and okay, I'm speaking from experience, 26 years as a police officer, the guys that are hunting down and shooting each other are the guys with gold teeth and tattoos on their face and they've been to prison and every hour of every waking day, they smell like marijuana and, you know, I can go on and on. Okay. These aren't the best examples of citizens and they're going out and they're murdering each other on a pretty regular basis. Okay. We have the stats to prove it. These people aren't killing themselves. They're not being killed by robots. They're being killed by other, by other young black men. And yeah, so because, you know, young black men are, at, okay, and this is the way they're going to frame it, okay? It's not like they're going out and murdering each other, okay? They are at risk of committing murder. And I'm not even making this up because that's the way Devon Bogan, the guy who runs Advanced Peace, frames the issue. They are at risk because they are at risk of committing murder. So what are the consequences of murder? You get caught, you go to prison, you whatever. It's 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 absolutely it, it it's 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 many bridges too far. And I couldn't believe that I actually heard Eric Garcetti. I mean, as stupid and as mediocre and as obsequious and as 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 you know, juvenile as the guy is, I couldn't believe that I actually heard the guy say that. So that kind of points to, I mean, that's one good example, but um, that's something that's happening. Okay. This leftist collectivism is starting to, is starting to pop up, you know, here and there and everywhere. An example, again, that I'm going to, that I'm going to mention is uh, advanced peace. Okay. These high-risk youth or men that are going out, these, these gang members that are, that are murdering each other, we have a, a, an the society, the rest of us, have an obligation to these guys to get them on the right path, okay? Which means we need to shell out $1,000 in cash plus a bunch of benefits, okay? Plus we need to find them jobs. We're going to find them jobs that they may or, not, may or may not be qualified to do, but for the sake of political correctness, we're going to squeeze them in and we're going to give them a thousand dollar monthly bonus. And we're going to extend every you know benefit imaginable to them. And we're going to take their uncles who are who are OGs and we're going to give them full time jobs and brand new four Tauruses so they could drive around the city, you know, intervening in the in the at risk communities 
and I can go on and on. I don't know. It just shows. It, it reveals the perversity of this of this uh, of this philosophy. And um, COVID, okay, COVID is magnifying and exaggerating the differences. Okay, so let's split things along uh, political lines. Okay, the left is going crazy about people's rights. Okay, they live in a world of rights. Okay, you have the right not to be poor. You have the right to earn a minimum, you know, you have the right to to be financially secure. You have a, a right not to catch and die from coronavirus. To where the right, the, the political right is, is focusing more on responsibility. They're saying, okay, your hard work and your uh, diligence and your industry should be rewarded. If you are motivated and you are focused, you should have the right to go out and earn the money that you deserve, okay, in a capitalist society. But with COVID, it's saying, no, you know what, we all have the right not to be, not to die of, of coronavirus, and um, we have the rights, the same, we should have the same rights and protections as, as rich white people, and uh, any any split, any inequality along any group lines is uh, is violence, right? That that's that's their line. So you know, obviously the the blue states are shutting down and the red states are staying open. I just I spent ten days in Florida. All the bars were open, all the restaurants were open, everything was open. There was no restrictions. I think if you go to a uh, if you go to a theme park. There was restrictions on the rides. So once you actually get on a roller coaster or some feature, it's like 50% occupancy or something like that. But it's a hell of a lot different than what we're doing in, uh, in California. And it was really nice to escape from the lockdown for 10 days. Okay, so where else are we going with this? Oh, yeah, another way this is manifesting, and I'm seeing it, you know... Um, Something that I didn't used to see that we see a lot of now. Okay, at-risk missing persons. Okay, if you went to the report writing room or you went to roll call 25 years ago, you would see daily confidential bulletins, 990s for armed robbery suspects, drive-by shooting suspects, homicide suspects. Okay, now if you go to those same rooms at 22 East Market, what you're going to see is a bunch of 965As. You're gonna see a bunch of at-risk missing persons. These people are not suffering from a mortal wound, okay? They haven't been kidnapped by anybody. They're not under duress. They threatened self-harm, okay? So they have mental health issues and substance abuse issues, and they're near the end of their chain, and they made some comment to somebody that they're going to off themselves, or they're going to take a bunch of pills, or they're going to jump off a bridge, or they're going to do something. And now we are on the hook for it, okay? We are going to waste the time of going to the SCB and making a track flyer, and your, you know, mediocre and obsequious watch commander is going to tell your mediocre and obsequious sergeant to tell you to drive around all night and make a track flyer and have a stack of track flyers that nobody's going to look at and nobody's going to read, okay? And you're expected to keep your black and white on that call, 
potentially all night pretending like you're looking for some guy who threatened to swallow a bunch of pills or took off with his, you know, ex-wife's car that's also in his name or, or something stupid like that. But you get what I'm saying. What, where, where does it say anywhere that we have a, a duty to protect people from themselves? Well, that's just the whole that, that's becoming the game. For the for the you know Democratic uh, California supermajority, is we have intersectionalism. You know, if you're trans or if you're a minority or you're LGBT or whatever it is, society has a duty to prop you up and make you special. And if we fail to do that, and if we hurt your feelings, and you kill yourself or you take pills or you do whatever, it's society's fault. Which is why we have a stack of at-risk, we have a stack of, of bulletins for, uh, and track flyers for at-risk missing uh, persons. And they're not missing. They know exactly where they are, okay? They're, they're somewhere near the shelter getting high, or they took their rent rock to Oakland, or they did something stupid and irresponsible, and they're going to, uh, they're gonna wander back, they're gonna wander back home, baked out of their minds, spun out of their minds and then you know we cancel the 965 so I don't know I, I I heard Eric Garcetti going off like that and it just got me thinking about how how um, our priorities have changed about how um, personal responsibility personal agency um, has just gone out the window and uh, we're kind of increasingly becoming a nanny state you know the more dysfunctional someone is the more of a responsibility and duty the rest of us have to them especially if you're a, a dumb obedient cop then you're really expected to, to just go along with this this fucking bullshit so I think I'm gonna leave it there